Hey, Rookie Big Board listener. Before we get to this episode, I want to make sure you know about the 2022 Rookie Guide. Volume 1 is out now. It is over 130 pages, chock full of rookie insight, 90 player profiles, mock drafts, player values, comparison to Devi and Dynasty value, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash the FF Educator and get your copy now. session this is the draft seminar rookie profile series hosted by matt hicks the ff educator and i am joined as always by john lob the gridiron scholar this this is the greg dolchich rookie episode dolchich one of the many sleeper tight ends in this class here john but i think this is the sneakier one we wanted to make sure we highlighted uh some tight ends that we felt had high upside and I'm excited to dig into them. But before we do, I want to make sure folks know that they can check out this entire series. We're on episode 30-something. This is your first one. Go back and listen to them all. They're on the Rookie Big Board YouTube channel, the Rookie Big Board podcast channel, as well as the NFL Draft Bible podcast network. And you can find more of John's work at footballdiehards.com. And you can find more of my rookie analysis, including the 2022 Rookie Guide, out now at patreon.com slash the FF Educator. John, Greg Dolchich, the walk-on tight end out of UCLA. Man, I don't think anyone has benefited more throughout this draft process than Greg Dolchich. I remember in January when we recorded our Senior Bowl tight end show. At the last second, Dulcich was announced that he's going to the Senior Bowl. So we had a scramble to highlight him. And since that moment, Matt, he just continues to rise and rise up boards. Also, unfortunately, many of the tight ends in this class have failed to live up to either that their athletic ability or what we saw on tape. So Dulcich is the biggest riser at the position, in my opinion, throughout the process. You mentioned he was a walk-on at UCLA. Well, why was he a walk-on? In high school, he was only a three-star prospect, my friend, in the state of California. And believe it or not, in high school, he played wide receiver. So he really, he kind of showed up at the UCLA campus and said, hey, I think I want to play football. And the stories, he like literally just started, you know, with the tryouts. I think he played his entire first year without a scholarship. He either, I don't know if he borrowed or got money from the family, however, but he was on campus. Eventually, the coaching staff liked him so much, they granted him a football scholarship. And the redshirt junior just has taken off ever since then. In 2020 is the year that Dulcich finally really popped on the Bruins on the field, Matt. We have to remember it was COVID 
and the Pac-10, I believe they were the last conference to kick off that season. And he had very limited games. He might have only played five or six. I forget the exact number. But he was second on the team with 26 catches for 517 yards. And he led the team with five touchdowns. That was good for a 19.9 yards average per catch. The one thing that when I watch Greg Dulcich, you see those wide receiver reps and wide receiver skills in his running and route running. Then last year, Matt, he was a semifinalist for the John Mackey Award. He was first team all Pac-12. He had 42 receptions, 725 yards, and five touchdowns. He averaged 17.3 yards per catch, which ranked him third amongst all the tight ends. But it was when he went to the combine, or sorry, his pro day. Greg Dulcich did not, I don't think he ran at the combine, so we didn't get any numbers there. But when he went to the UCLA campus, and you can look it up, he was unbelievable. He impressed everyone. And Matt, the home cooking, unlike Texas A&M, Dulcich ran a 4-7 in the 40, a 4-3-7 in the 20-yard shuttle, and a 7-0-5 in the three-cone drill. Matt, he blew away all three of the metrics that I'm looking for at the tight end position. He is the, the highest riser in this prospect. What does your film study say, Matt? Yeah, John, there's a lot to like when watching his film. You know, it really starts with his hands. And I want to point this out, right? This is specifically looking at what we want for fantasy football. And we have a proficient pass catcher. You know, when it comes to his handwork, you see him have some absolutely ridiculous catches. Uh, go watch the Arizona State game. He has this fantastic snag along the sideline. But he has consistent ball tracking ability. He reacts well to underthrown balls. John, we don't have to beat around the bush here. The quarterback play at UCLA is not desirable, right? Uh, but he made a point to be the guy in the offense. Uh, and it's a UCLA offense that wants to run through the tight ends. And Greg Dolchich, as a former walk-on, allowed them to run through the tight end. So it was really key to that offense. And he's got a great contested catch ability as well, John. He's got a nice catch radius. He's very comfortable working over the middle of the field, working through traffic. He holds on well through contact, going up and catching the ball, taking hits from defenders. And he has good body positioning. He boxes out well. You know, not everybody with a big body knows how to use it, but he positions it well. And for, the, for his size, John, he has good athleticism. He's fluid. And at times, you, you watch him play, and he almost just looks like an oversized wide receiver, right, instead of uh, a tight end. And so that is what the kind of, you know, archetype, the kind of build that we're looking for. Now, I will say the thing that I'm concerned about with Greg Dolchich, he didn't show the ability to necessarily overpower defenders in blocking, which against the Pac-12 is a little bit of a red flag for me. And so... <laughs> You know, that could show up in a couple different ways in the NFL. That could mean, you know, you get on the field a little bit slower. You don't necessarily, you know, make an impact year one because you're you're getting coached up to block. And remember, he's, he's he has the opportunity to be coached up, right? He's relatively uh, new to doing this thing full time. Um, so 
you know, either he's going to get coached up in the NFL or he may get pigeonholed into a little bit of a, of a role where he's not necessarily out there on, on the field for 60 or 70% of the snaps. And maybe it's a combination of those things early in his career and he develops into a guy that could be on the field full time. So there's just a little bit of hesitation there with his blocking ability and pure strength. But when it comes to pass catching ability and athleticism, you mentioned it with his pro day, John, those two boxes are checked. And I feel like for a lot of NFL teams, looking for that X-factor type mismatch tight end now, which is becoming more and more popular in the NFL. Dolchich is the type of guy that is going to catch the eye of NFL teams and can end up catching the eye of fantasy football players as well. But, John, let's get back into those numbers. Matt, I have one interesting concern about this young man, and it's Chip Kelly. I can't find a Chip Kelly pass catcher either receiver or tight end, who has really gone on to success in the NFL. That might be a Chip Kelly problem. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it might be. It is interesting because we used to really like those Oregon Duck, right, prospects, but none of them went forward and really became stars in the NFL. So that's my little check mark where I'm like, oh, I really like this young man. At 6'4", 243, Matt, he's a wide tight end. He's not going to be an inline blocker. So it's really imperative. Where does he land with the coaching staff? And what is their perspective of the tight end position? If you're putting him in to smash a defensive end, we're in the wrong spot. He needs to be on an offense that's going to employ him as a receiver. And let's look at the key numbers that I'm looking for. 77 career receptions, basically in two years, Matt. I mean, those numbers are impressive when you realize how few games he has played for the UCLA Bruins. But my favorite number, Matt, 17.6 yards per reception. That's silly. He he gets yak yards, and he attacks the defense down the seam. And you know what I like? He can line up in line. And he can get outside the hash marks deep. There are plays on film where he's 20 yards down the field outside the hash mark, which is very difficult for a tight end to do. And then he makes a really nice catch. And look at last season, Matt. They had to stop a tight end in the Bruins offense. 27% team aerial dominator, 64% catch rate. He's my number two tight end. What do fantasy footballers need to know about Dulcich? Yeah, John, I've got him projected for day three, early day three NFL draft capital. You know, I think you said it perfectly there. When you were describing the type of scheme that he may be able to thrive in or at least be able to soak in a decent amount of volume early in his career, you know, I'm looking at the early day three selections, John, and the New York Giants sitting there at 112 (laughs) have gotten rid of Evan Ingram. They've lost Kyle Rudolph. They essentially have no pass-catching tight ends on that roster. But it's an offense that very much needs that pass-catching tight end in there, and the Giants could get a pretty good value. Like This is the type of of landing spot we want to see for Greg Dolchich, right? In early day three, that's when NFL teams are going to be willing to start taking a shot on some of these weapon-type pieces for their offense. You know, in terms of fantasy football, John, I project him into bench depth category, and we were talking about this pre-show. My bench depth category has tight end two through eight right now for me, so (laughs) it's a reflection of the class, but 
As we get into rounds three and four, and I have his rookie ADP here, Superflex rookie ADP projection to be a round four pick, right? As we start to get into these later rounds, we got to take our dart throws, John, and we got to take as educated of dart throws as possible. We know in as once we get to rounds four and five, and some of us are playing in, in degenerate leagues with six rounds, right? Um, we know those hits, hit rates are dropping off significantly. So how do we take educated, uh, worthwhile risks? All right, so let's lean into a position that that is you know harder to hit on, right? Or I should say, just you know has less success right now in the NFL. Let's give me a shot to have a successful tight end, and let's bank on an athletic pass catching one, right? And that's what we can do with Greg Dolchich in the fourth round. And if we can do that, John, if I can take my dart throws on him in the fourth round, it's going to be a pretty good level of exposure for him. I'm going to have a healthy amount of Dolchich because I think that he can be this type of guy, right? He's somebody worth taking an educated risk on. Uh, John, with the rookie profile series, you don't have to take any risk, all right? You just get to soak in the knowledge, deepen your insight on the rookie class. No risk involved. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode.